Sit back, relax, and enjoy. What's going on, y'all? It's your girl, DJ Kiggy. And this is Dirty Chris. And this is the Scratch Theory of Tejas Podcast. What up, what up, y'all? It's your girl, DJ Kiggy. And Dirty Chris. And this is the Scratch Theory of Tejas Podcast. And we have special guest with us. DJ. R.L.E. I got to get the sound effects in there. Ready? One, two, three. Bah, 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 bah. Hey, that's what's up. That's, that's the only reason I'm here. All right. That's, I'll that's see it. you later. That's it. Goodbye. We done. He's, he's a sound guy. <laughs> yes, yes, y'all. So Scratch Theory of Tejas podcast episode number two. First yes. and foremost, shout out to everybody that has been supporting the podcast, Peace. reposting, sharing, letting people know about our new launch with this podcast. We're going to be bringing you all of the DJ topics, mm-hmm. um, you know, from weddings, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yep. To scratching new equipment etc all that anything good stuff. anything dj related maybe other stuff too Who yeah. yeah yeah but first and foremost like we always get started chris talk to me man how was your weekend how's your month been what's going on busy busy weekend nothing but pictures all weekend long i saw uh, some cheeks oh <laughs> you weren't supposed to see those i wasn't but i saw the cheeks <laughs> it came up on my phone <laughs> i was out at uh wimberley taking pictures uh drove out to houston uh shout out to dj lone star for getting me onto the yes, hin- the vintage hip-hop market at uh bad astronaut uh they had cars they had food they had uh performances powder they had i don't know just oh, tons nice. of tons of people out there powder powder or is it powder powder P-O-D-A. What is that? P-O-W-D-A. She's an artist. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. okay. She's yeah. like an OG artist from Houston. Okay, dope. She's really good. She's awesome. really good. So, Shout yeah. out to H-Town. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, no, but I had a great time just, you know, working working yeah. as usual. So what about you? What about you? I hear that. April, I, like, like I said earlier, I feel like April chewed me up and spit me out, man. Like, mm. I had told myself I'm going to start limiting some of the gigs yeah. just because, you know, also work full time and all that, but... Man, it's it's a blessing to be in demand, but yeah. it's a lot of time management. I got a chance to open up for Talib Kweli. That's dope. And that that was just amazing. Got to work with Buck Rogers. Um, and I also met Jay Rawls. So if y'all don't know who Jay Rawls is, he is a producer slash DJ. I think he's out of DC. Um, mm. But he was so welcoming. He was super cool. I had been following him since like... 06 and okay. him and I had a conversation back in 06 and oh. I went up to him at the show I was like you are not gonna remember me and that is okay <laughs> did he remember you no <laughs> but what I did tell him is dog still my favorite project is the liquid crystal project that he put out in 06 and he was just mind blown mm. that someone knew that wow and he it, it's super dope lots of instrumentals he has a really good tribute to Jay Dilla but needless to say it was at superstitions my first time there yeah that place oh. seriously takes me back it's to big, like right? Studio 54. It looks dope. Yeah. yeah I, I needed to pull out dope. like my platforms and all that stuff. Like <laughs> it was so dope. But um, no, it's, it's been a good month uh, for me and uh, had a wedding la- a couple weekends ago. Um, we can talk about how that went later. Okay, but I had a wedding. Sure. And speaking of weddings, we are here today to talk with DJ RLE of Cruise collective man right how you here. been what's been going there we go shirt. official yeah, we got- sponsor for today wear, uh, well i i had wore my shirts all weekend because i had two weddings this weekend uh but yeah it's been this month and last month have been non-stop i think i've had weddings every saturday these yeah. past two three Damn. months and some fridays even some thursdays that's yeah. some serious money though yeah yeah 
early for serious work too. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Weddings is where the money is at, along with corporate events. But weddings is a whole nother monster. But but we here to chat with RLE man. So RLE for the people that don't know you, who are you? How long have you been DJing? How long have you been doing weddings? Talk to us about Cruise Collective, man. Um, so I'm from East Texas, a little town called Nacogdoches. Um, hey. Some people know it because of the university there, Stephen F. Austin. Hey. Um, <clears throat> I've been DJing. I started dabbling, and I, I consider dabbling and downloading stuff part of DJing. Most people are like, nah, it doesn't count until you get into the club. So I was like, nah, like learning the process is the start. Oh, yeah. Um, but I started in 2009. Uh, I'm originally a uh, drummer, and hey. I think somebody give the drummer some. <laughs> hey, um, but I I um I stopped, or I didn't want to do drumming in college. So after I graduated high school, I was like, "What do I do?" I was like, "I need to do something." Um, but I picked up DJing because in my hometown there wasn't really DJs there. It was more of just like a laptop at. The guy sitting at a table like this with the laptop playing, oh, wow. playing okay. off of iTunes. Um, and even in the clubs, like there was like a lot of like fraternity people that would like play, but they weren't DJing. They were just mm. they had like two iTunes set up and they would like fade it in and out. Uh, um, okay. And so I was like, I just want people I want to get people to dance. Yeah. That's all I Yeah, yeah for sure, I, for that's, sure. That's, and that's what we do as drummers. That's hey, exactly. It's and I was we like we are the heartbeat of the song, all that good stuff. So. Well, I also didn't want to join I didn't want to like have to be in a band of some sort. Like mm. I was like, I did this since I was like, I've been drumming since I was like two years old. Damn. I oh, played, I played in my dad's cumbia band, cumbia and Tejano band growing up. Oh wow. shit. Okay. So I was in bars at like, <laughs> which I was uh, probably not a good thing to say out loud now, but I mean, whatever. Well, but shout out to your dad for taking yeah. it out though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was, he's been performing for a long time too. So I started drumming in his band and um, I was in bars and clubs at like, 11 12 years old oh wow uh, and i saw some stuff that i was like uh, it was not supposed to be like, questionable like, yeah stuff. i, mean, I see stuff that i feel like i'm underage for dude, at the i mean club, you think about Even when now. you would go to the bailes and the quinceaneras and yeah. stuff and like we would be performing a lot of that stuff but yeah, yeah. um there was sometimes it wasn't those type of events we'd go into like these crazy bars where it's like you know just like the real like just uh grungy places but i yeah. saw Real gritty brawl. shit yeah i saw a brawl go, pop off because of because of a girl like oh. these like guys were fighting over yeah, a girl yeah. and then just like the whole bar and i remember one specific time i remember the um uh what's it called my mom was there the brawl like went off and like people were fighting like jumping on the stage <laughs> fighting and i was oh like oh my god i don't know what to do i'm probably like 12 years old it's a royal rumble in here. <laughs> holy cow yeah. Oh my I, god! I would consider myself the gimmick of that band because it's like, oh, they they got a kid playing the drums. They playing got a little mijo. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's dope, though. I mean, yeah. Shit. I bet you got a lot of attention, though. Yeah. From the <laughs> yeah. Abuelas and okay, what I I think mijo? I think that's that's always been like the thing is like I've always been in a I don't want to say like a spotlight, but I've always been in front of people. Performing. A performer. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. Super cool, man. And and um, so with that said, like you. You were a drummer, you picked up DJing somehow. So when do you think you realized that you were like, you know what? I think I might have something. Like I'm this. good at this shit. Yeah, I think I might turn this into a business. Uh, well, here's the thing. I was, so I started off with virtual DJ. I don't know if you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started off with virtual DJ 
And I had one of those um, touchscreen computers. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started off at the beginning for a while to save up money before I finally bought my first pair Never of. Never thought uh, about that. I got the Stanton turntables. Uh, uh, what's it called? I forgot which one. It's like the 6.2 or something like that. Oh, Stanton. yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. This Newmark mixer, but it had the effects on it, and it was a four-channel. Because uh, I remember seeing uh, this DJ out in Chicago, uh, DJ Flipside, um okay and i would watch his youtube videos and that's how i learned how to scratch it was watching his stuff but like i would just do the basic stuff at the beginning yeah but this mixer had the effects on it and it also had the iphone thing a dock at the oh very my front God, you know what I I remember. Remember. well so i had the, the newmark pin yeah, yeah so i had the newmark idj pro so this was like a whole controller yeah. and you could actually slide in the iPad. Oh, nice. And so the knobs, they weren't like fader knobs. They were ro- rotary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's cool. So, okay. So with your... Actually, Chris, do you have a question? No, 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 no. Oh, but what I was going at is that I thought I was so good because of Virtual DJ because you're able to like uh, sync it and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it was a little bit easier. Once yeah. I did transition to turntables, I made the mistake of buying turntables and I was like, I'm going to use them tonight. I didn't uh, practice on, first gig. on my first gig. Oh my god! And I had already had Serato for a little while, and I was like messing with it with cue points because my dad had the CDs, and I was able to plug it into his mixer. What year is this? Uh, this is two thousand. I so I did a whole year, so probably like two thousand ten. Oh, and I had mm. bought that. This is like the SL two was popping. Oh, okay. So okay. the SL one, I almost bought it, but the SL two was like a little bit cheaper. I th- okay. think, and I was like. Yeah, that one just looks nicer. I was like, it looks newer and nicer. I was like, yeah. I only need a mix, two mix or two turntables and a mixer, whatever. Turntables on the first gig, dude. And I luckily there was only it was a slow night because it was like on a it was like on a weekday or like I think it was like a Thursday. What kind of gig was this? This was just at some bar in okay. our hometown. Oh, okay. It was it's in co- college night. It was yeah. not a wedding. No, it was not a wedding. <laughs> oh my gosh, we would have been in trouble. Yeah, um, but still in Nacogdoches. It's still in Nacogdoches okay. and. Um, I remember some of my boys were there from like this one fraternity that I DJed for and they were just, they, I mean, to, for them, they didn't care as long as I was playing their music. But I remember trying to like go and like use a turntable and I was like, why is it not doing what I wanted to do? Like, yeah. I remember just thinking to myself, I was like, I am hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after that, um, I was able to basically work on i just started practicing after that like yeah i didn't use the turntable for probably like a month or two until like I wait was wait so so let me go back to to that gig okay so <laughs> that mixer did it have any cue points like buttons for the cue points no so then how did you transition between songs and this is your first time on vinyl um, how did you do that i was just old school way old school starting it from the, the one count and just trying to blend Let it everything go. Yeah. yeah yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be just me rotating it back because i mean i could still see it in serato and everything but yeah uh, or i mean i would just use the the numbers oh, yeah. on the on your yeah, like, keyboard okay because okay, i'd be good. like yeah I, if i wanted to go back i'd hit it and that's why i think today i still i don't even use the load knobs or anything i still go to my laptop oh you shift and arrow? i shift yeah like really I'm, wow. i do this i like i like okay. without even looking i'm just like, okay I do that too, so I won't fuck up like where I load the song because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's happened before mm-hmm. where like I think I'm loading the song into a certain deck, yeah. and it's the other one. Song starts up right away, so at least I know if I shift and go this way, it's going that way. Yeah, even I then to, I still fuck up. My um, my board um, froze 
at this uh-huh. gig and I had to DJ off my laptop doing exactly that, yeah. like loading it yeah. and then starting with that one cue point and then doing this. So for those of y'all that are listening that are not DJs, there is so much that happens behind the booth that y'all have no idea. Our Zero. equipment will stop working and the music is still playing. You guys are having a good time and mm-hmm. we're over here losing our shit yeah. because like at shaking. some point, like, oh. oh my God, like at some point this computer is about to crash. This equipment's about to blow up. Like y'all have no clue. Yeah. But anyway, so, all right. So Arlie, when did you start doing weddings and how uh, did Cruise Collective come about? Yeah. So weddings happened and uh, started in Nacogdoches because, I mean, we obviously friends would ask me to do it. And um, I wasn't I didn't there was no formula. I was just like, OK, yeah, I was like, I just did it. I didn't. And going back and looking at it, I was like, oof. I was like, good for them for I was like, I'm glad they hired me. But man, I was like, I don't think that was a crazy wedding like or it may, if it was, if they had a good time, then, you know, kudos to them. But yeah, did you just come in and plug and play or what was that? I mean, what did that look I like? I took the I took the I knew about like different like putting a speaker and ceremony, putting it because of your here. dad's band. Yeah. So like right. it's the the audio part of it. I, I totally understood of like, you know, making sure that things work, microphones, all this stuff. But, you know, I wasn't thinking of like at that time I wasn't thinking like, Oh, clean versions. Oh, I should probably yeah. have this. Mm. I should probably have that. Like it was one of those things where I just showed up. Yeah. And played the wedding and I'm like, Oh, maybe I should have put this over here and not been in their pictures in the way. Like, uh, like there's so okay. many different things that I, yeah. now that I'm like, Ooh, I hope I didn't ruin their wedding. Like, so there's, <laughs> so there's pictures from those weddings and like your shit's in the background. Probably. Yeah. yeah. You're in the back. Like, why is he trying to plug a wire in the bag <laughs> exactly exactly you know when i started djing i didn't even think about stuff like that yeah. like um wire management yeah and, and people don't don't understand how much more professional it looks like i don't think yeah. people even pay attention to they probably don't the damn yeah. dj but for us you know you see a setup where it's like wires are everywhere and yeah. you just look at it like yeah. either it's your what is it a ocd that kicks yeah, yeah. in or it's like a hazard thing that i know you're in. like that very much so i've yeah. seen your videos where like you have the case and it's like all neatly stacked i have to and i was not like that like until, stapling wires so they don't <laughs> yeah but you know what though i i will confess i don't use gaff tape because no? i i know because i always make it a point to tell the client the venue coordinator whoever like yeah. put me somewhere near power because I don't carry gaff tape until this last weekend. And uh, then I had to tape everything down. No, so he carries tedious. gaff tape. He I saved care. us from the few other cut sessions. Oh, we yeah, to, yeah, yeah. yeah, we need to run wires. That's to why I was running low. I was like, why did I use yeah. this? Because <laughs> yeah. we used it in the, the last one in South by Southwest and the one before. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize how expensive gaff tape it's is. Expensive. Oh, my God. And then we, okay, so right now at our house, we're having some plumbing issues. And we have to pretty much tape like cardboard on the side of the house so it things don't get exposed i'll explain to y'all what's going on <laughs> me too but my wife was like oh let me borrow that tape you just bought i'm like hell no that shit was expensive Not fifty dollars for a roll yeah but we need it for the house <laughs> no, no ma'am put some gum on it i don't care hey. No, just, we're not using that gaff tape. I just broke a window uh, playing soccer at my house, so the gaff tape went towards that too. I oh sent him a God. picture. And I was like, "Oh, shout out to the gaff like, tape." I was like, "My soccer career at home is ended." <laughs> Note my to self: God. buy more gaff tape for yeah. the uh, next cut session. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, so back to back to Cruise Collective. So, um, you know, with the wedding, you said just jump right into it. Yeah. And so, 
what was that like for you afterwards? Like, what did you learn from that? And how did you come up with Cruise Collective? How did that start? Um, so with with weddings, I mean, I was doing a lot more bars and clubs before that. So people were booking me because they're like, we want to party because the way you part or you DJ at the clubs yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, I could do this at weddings, too. But again, at the time, I wasn't thinking like, oh, clean versions, this and that. So yeah. I used to get a lot of crazy faces from like, especially in my town, it's very like conservative. So mm. it's like, they're like, what did he say? And I'm like, uh, so you didn't play WAP back then? <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the WAP that I was playing back then was the uh, J Dash one. Then, 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 it's this because is Mrs. Jones. That's, if y'all didn't hear episode yeah, yeah, yeah. number one. Okay, that's but go crazy, ahead. Sorry. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with the, with the K Wang song, there's a dance that you do to yes, it, right? Yes. And so play Mrs. Jones. I feel oh like in, in everybody, everybody in Nacogdoches will uh, dance to that song because I feel like that's like, at that time, that was like their moment to shine like it is like for the Dougie. You know? Yeah, uh, or the so, wobble or whatever. Or the wobble, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so when people would do it, I would be like, I'm, now I, I think back then I was like, oh, this is a cool song now, but there's an episode of The Office where they do the the Michael Scarn. Have you ever seen that? No. There's like a dance that they do, and it looks just like the, the K-Wang. K-Wang. And I'm like, I can't get those two out of my head. So every time That's I see hilarious. it. I'm going to have to look that I'm up. I'm like, it's so cringing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. I tried learning the dance. I almost tripped yeah. a couple of times. Like there's there's too many <laughs> complex steps that go yeah, with it for like, me. But it's a good song. You're like, let's just do the Footloose, guys, and we'll be good. I'm like I'll just watch them. <laughs> um, but with, with, uh, with that... Cruise Collective didn't, so technically Cruise Collective didn't start until 2020 because before then, you know, clubs, weddings grow, uh, coming up. And then when I moved to, to Austin. Um, when did you move to Austin? What year? Uh, so first we moved to San Marcos like 2012. And I remember having to restart over everything. Yeah. Like nobody would book me. I remember making all these CDs and trying to hand them out to yeah. different bars and clubs. Yeah. Um, and that it was just a struggle for a couple for a couple months. I remember I got uh, I started working full time at like a, a uh, what is that place called McCoy's. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I did the door. I did the the meal work place. Yeah. I worked at uh, Jason's Deli. I was okay. fun. I was a salad guy. I was the guy you came to get a salad. Toss some salads, bro. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was like, "How you would knew you were going to get that? You knew how that. would you like your salad tossed? Where's but it, it, it would always be the 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 older people that would be there. I'd be there during the day, and they wanted their soups and salad. I'm like, I got you, ma'am. Um, but then I would. Uh, I would have had so much fun with that job. Uh, my God, it, it it was fun. It was. It's just. It was. You know. But then I started working at Bose. Um, and during all this time, I Bose, was... Bose, like the mm-hmm, audio company? Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, okay. I, we sold speakers, really? uh, home theaters, all that stuff. Nice. Um, but during that time, I was still trying to work my way into the clubs. And uh, one of my one of my friends, actually, uh, Tina, I just did her wedding a couple, couple weeks ago. Dope. She got me to do this fraternity party over there. And from there, one of the bartenders worked at uh, this place called Nephews on the Square. And she was like, I like the way you mix. Come. Her name was uh, 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 Aubrey. Shout out to Aubrey. Um, She got me in there. And then that's how I met a lot of some of the uh, DJ homies that I'm still friends with today. uh, DJ Alpha, DJ Spitz. Um, But I went in on a Wednesday for ladies night. And they were like, we like you. We'll keep you. 
within like the first 10 minutes they were like hey can you actually dj this pool <laughs> event and i was like we're oh. keeping i was like we're keeping yeah. it there i was like yes i think i made it um and then from there i hopped around the square was there for i think we were there for four years the last place i dj'd was a uh, rooftop on the square before moving okay. to austin right. and then yeah um also i think we've been here for five years I want to say five years. I'm asking y'all like y'all know. No, I feel like you've been here for longer, dude. I don't think so. So hmm, yeah. I, can't, I think either five or six. I can't remember when we moved to Austin. but you, you know what? It has to be more because you told me you got married in 2017? Yeah. So and I Cortez think, DJed your wedding. Yes. So you were already here. That was six years ago. Oh, dang. That was six See? years ago. See? Oh. Oh, that's a fun fact. I didn't know that. Hey. That's, that's cool. crazy. I didn't. I don't, dude, I'm bad with math. Let me see <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, so it's over five years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Cortez. Yeah, he killed our wedding. Shout out it to was, that rock. It yeah, was, I love him. Yeah. It, was, it was, people still talk about that. It's so much fun. I know. He, he, he's he got a pretty cool story about the wedding. Talk to us, man. Oh, we so, got time. So um, we, me and my wife actually, so we both work in the wedding industry and I have to give her a lot of uh, like praise of why I think I'm also a successful uh, DJ as far what as like weddings. Do? So she... Now she does, she still does coordinating, but back then she was doing coordinating like a lot and she was a venue manager. Okay. But she would be like, you should not do this. You should do this Uh, to kind of help. And like, that's why now, like when I show up to venues and I talk to coordinators, I'm like, Hey, so like, where's my setup? Uh, Would you rather maybe over here, over here? Because I don't want to be in front of the, you know, when the bride walks out, I don't want a goofy looking speaker in the background. Like let me be in a place where. So just so many questions are asked before I actually go in. And sometimes I feel bad for coordinators because I'm like asking. I feel like I ask too many questions, mm-hmm. but I've had coordinators say like, I, they're like, we like that you ask. I'm like, OK, good, because I so yeah. I'm going to stop you right there, because that is something that I don't think a lot of people realize. And, and I've gotten asked this a lot. But if you're a DJ, whether you're a photographer, venue coordinator, mm-hmm. if you're getting married yourself, if your DJ is not asking questions, that's a red flag. I think in my opinion, because there's, there's so much that we have to think about when we set up like to your point, Mm -hmm. right? Where, where can I position myself where I'm not coming out in the pictures and we're also providing like quality sound. Right. Um, And so I, I think that's something that not a lot of people realize that if your DJ is not asking questions, it's a red, for me, it's a red, it's a red flag. If they're asking too many questions, it's a big time green flag, unless it's something that you literally just told your DJ and they're not paying attention. Um, but shout out to your wife, man, because I'm thinking back of your your first time, your you know, DJing a wedding. You're like, I didn't know what to do. All I was yeah. thinking about is just playing the music. And then your wife comes in and, you know, now she's giving you her perspective from a coordinator's perspective. And yeah. Yeah. here you are. Makes it makes it easier for me to, like, know what I need to do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she she's the one who's really just and, you know. I'll admit when you're when you're getting emails from me, you're really getting them from her. She's she's, <laughs> she's the admin. She makes everything sound good in a in an email. So yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but so where were we at? Sorry, I lost. For for the people that are watching on YouTube, I want to play a, a video for you guys really quick. It's about Cruise Collective. He just showed me the videos before we started, but we're gonna take this small break right now so you guys can see that short clip on Cruise Collective. So we back. We are back, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that video. Uh, we're going to have all of Cruise Collective's uh, social media and all that contact info oh right down there on the, on the description, and make sure you guys leave a comment. Uh, tell us what you think about the video, and we'll have all that booking info for you guys, but 
Yeah, where where we leave off? Where we leave off? So, Arlie was about to tell us how Cruise Collective came about, um, and what is Cruise Collective? <clears throat> so, Cruise Collective is so we thought it was going to be. I mean, it still has the potential to be a lot of stuff, but um, I wanted to get into more videography, like I used to back in the day. Mm. Um, and it started off that way. It was like photography, videography. I was taking videos and photos of like DJ homies. Yeah. Um, there's even one of the the homie DJ Nice, rest in peace, uh, that was on there. I remember I brought it back. Uh, it was at uh, downtown. But um, I left this company just because like things were broken. It was a lot of broken promises. Mm. Um, and Allison was already working up north in this venue called 111 East in Hutto. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just come work with you at this one venue. Yeah. And if I can get booked out there, I think we'd be good. I still have my downtown gigs. Um, and that's what ended up happening. I, I put in my year uh, noticing of like the non-compete thing and uh, waited it out a little bit, did a lot of bars. Um, and after that, we started Cruise Collective in 2020. Mm. Um, and... <laughs> couple i think a couple months later or maybe just a short time after covid hit and yeah. it's crazy i just invested in like a lot of God, how was that for you man um it was it was tough but at the same time like we had already started booking people so what was nice is that we just rescheduled there was right. no cancellations okay. there was no <clears throat> but obviously that money that was supposed to be coming in to help with all you know we yeah. kind of down yeah. in the future um and so Nothing was canceled. Even with people that did try to cancel, they were scared that they were like, we can't afford to finish paying you. We paid the deposit. Uh, and, you know, I was like, you know what? We're in such a crazy time. Let me just show up to your wedding and I'll do the ceremony. I'll do cocktail. And I was like, you know what? I'll even just leave a speaker and you could plug your phone in. I just, you know, just to make sure that you're getting your money's worth at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, so some, some people got like, I did ceremony cocktail and, us being as DJs, you know, we, when we get that itch, we're like, yeah, we're just going to DJ. And yeah. So that's what yeah, I ended yeah, up doing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I'm just going to. Uh, people don't abuse that. <laughs> yeah. Just put that. Don't abuse it. COVID, COVID's done. COVID's, COVID's gone. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the, this yeah. couple, the I had, I remember I had to do that. For, I did that for one couple and we ended up doing that like an Airbnb backyard. Nice. And oh, you know, cool. weddings that went from like a hundred and something to like 30, 40 people. It's like, oh, yeah. Man, yeah. You, you just, you felt for them and. Um, nobody ever took advantage of anything. So like, I was like, I'm going to give people their money's worth. And because this is something out of all of our hands yeah. that, you know, right. the whole world suffered pretty much. So, so, so they, they paid their deposit Yeah, and you pretty much gave them their money's worth from the deposit. Mm -hmm. So some of them couldn't keep paying you because of whatever reason they had. Some, well, and you were cool was, with that was, or it was some people that tried to cancel like oh. cancel altogether. they're like right. we know we paid you but we just can't afford to finish paying you um and so, it so was did one you tell them like you don't have to pay more like well or how did that go so the deposit's usually always pretty a pretty big amount so i always i told them i was like look you paid the deposit i'll be there for ceremony and cocktail and i didn't yeah. you know and i was like and for dinner i can just leave the the speaker there and it was a it was a 15 uh, electro voice speaker and again it's yeah, a backyard it's so it's yeah. not like you need a whole bunch right. um and so i set it up we, they did we did the wedding and they gave me their pl dance playlist of what they want on through spotify that day and i remember looking at it i was like i have all this i was like yeah. and i and it was kind of like just me djing through my laptop like i just right. put it through the headphone jack and 
because and they had a great time it was, wow. it was a lot of fun yeah. um that's cool though that was kind of one of the one in like i only had to do that really for that one but um everybody else it was like let's just reschedule for later um because yeah. everybody that had i guess there was some people that had already paid and it was like well we have to change our date are you able to be there and i was like i'll make sure i can be there because again this is out of all of our hands yeah well, it was just such sure. a tough time yeah 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 what about you did you have to during Man, that time i had so many reschedules mm-hmm. um and then i i have one still um where they pay the deposit but they never gave me a date because mm. the venues were I've obviously had that. I've closing had one like that too and then i don't know if that couple ever got married <laughs> because uh i reached back out to them in 2021 mm. and i said hey you know i do see some things are opening up so i just wanted to touch base with you and see if we're still on for this wedding that you booked me for yeah well i don't know if we're gonna get married i'm still working things out with my husband so it may be something a little more personal and i don't Mm. know if that couple ever got married i see um but yeah i had a lot of reschedules happen um i was curious though because i had seen this come up a lot during the pandemic um obviously we were we were all virtual yeah we all had twitch sets at some point yeah but i had seen some events where i actually dj'd a prom Oh, via wow. virtual oh i saw some of those, uh, yeah. i've seen i didn't dj this one but i've seen uh dj's dj um virtual bridal showers yeah did you ever dj a wedding uh like a virtual one yeah uh-uh. so i did still dj throughout like the covid pandemic time but it was one of those things where it was like again 30 40 people and mm-hmm. you're in this huge venue yeah but yeah. everybody's scattered it's like that's crazy five people man. at this table yeah. and everybody has masks on uh vendors yes. have masks on so that's just so crazy if you if you look right at, and some, it wasn't that long ago no it's it feels not. like it was just yesterday to be right. honest because there's some pictures if you see me dj and i have my mask on mm-hmm. and i'm just like and and it's funny because i think those were like some of the ones we went with like um just to like show that we were still like working and everything yeah but I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, that's so crazy. Did you ever get think. any backlash for posting those? I'm just curious. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, people did ask. And, like, I remember people asking. They're like, oh, well, like, is everybody in masks? I was like, everybody's in mask. We're all super far away from, like, mm-hmm. the guest count is, like, it's literally just, like, family and maybe some friends. It's yeah. not, like, it's not those extra people that you're like, yeah. oh, like, I'd love to see them. It's right. like, no. It was strictly, like, mm-hmm. a, it was a super short list. So, which was nice too, in a way, because it made things more intimate and it kind of brought, I think people, because people, um, obviously like there was that gap where we just didn't DJ, but when things did start like looking better, that's when things were getting where we can start having weddings again. But it wasn't like during like the peak of like COVID of like, yeah. everybody's super sick because i mean like I, it's, it's I getting it. better and all the but all the safety measures are still yeah, in place all the all the safety measures everything that like you had you had to follow protocol at that point or if right. not like people it was like the time where people were yelling and you were like hey it's like yeah, yeah. Your mask on. i remember i had to sign it felt like i was literally signing my life away at yeah. certain venues because they gave you this contract that says you're pretty much long story short on your own if you get COVID from this party we are not liable for it and yeah. then there were some where um you wouldn't get hired like the vent the vendors could not be part of the wedding if you were not 
vaccinated. Yeah. If uh, the staff was not vaccinated. That's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. It's nuts. It's, yeah. It's, I, I actually was one of those that did not want to get vaccinated. Um, just because I've had bad experiences with the flu shot. Yeah, so yeah. my body just did not like it. So I was like, well, fuck. I didn't want to get vaccinated either, but my fucking job made me do it. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at is my job made me get it. And then with missing out on, on certain gigs at that time, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I don't have a choice. Right. And so, yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't do any fucking gigs cause I was literally working COVID in the ICU, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 that's so right. Yeah. I had zero gigs, zero weddings, zero anything. In fact, no, I think I did. You DJ, were surrounded by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I DJed uh, on Instagram. Mm. Oh, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I actually figured out a way to like uh, put overlays on OBS and shit, and mm-hmm, load. Mm-hmm. so I did that like maybe OBS. once or twice. Ain't that crazy? How as DJs, right? Like you think of the the history of a DJ, right? So you're there, think of like back when hip hop started, right? Yeah. You're there with your tur- turntables and your records. And then you go into like the 90s, the 2000s, start, things yeah. start to become digital. But needless to say, you're just there to DJ. Yeah. And then as, you know, time progressed, we look at the pandemic, not only did were we DJs, but we become OBS, like Twitch yeah. producers and right. lighting guys and sound guys and all that. Like yeah. who would have thought we were we would need to learn these other tools Definitely. just to keep our craft going via virtual. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and, crazy. Yeah. And then now, like in the world that we live in now where everything's about content. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure you do this too, where like you have your setup, no matter what it is, wedding, bar, whatever, and you have your GoPro. Maybe I'm talking about myself, right? But you have like- <laughs> The 360? Your, yes. You have like all these things so that you can record content. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's crazy how yeah. the role of a DJ has evolved. And speaking yeah. of content, how much content do you record like during your wedding so that you can- advertise for yourself like promote for yourself and your company that's i think the hardest part like the dj aspect of it is not the hardest part for me i think creating the content is the hardest part because some weddings are a pro like some weddings are are, i guess the venue more than the wedding yeah some venues are so much harder to like have a setup over here have a setup over there and like during that cocktail hour, during the dinner time, sometimes I'm breaking those down because if it's outdoors, right. the last thing I want to do is risk trying to let it sit out there. And if it yeah. starts raining, I'm like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to deal with yeah, yeah. buying a whole new speaker or anything like that. So, um, but I do try to get snippets of everything and I've been trying to get better at it recently, but with, with the weddings that I've had, like when it's like two a weekend, three a weekend, yeah. I'm like, man. And I was like, I just realized I needed up my storage on my phone because I'll try to take a video and like three <laughs> seconds in, it's like your iPhone. I'm like, oh, oh man. Yeah. So, um, I've been using my Sony a seven S recently to try to capture more videos and try to mm-hmm. make more reels and stuff because I was like, I feel like I'm lacking in content and, and you know, it's that extra effort we have to put in on yeah. top of all the gear we bring, all the yep. stuff that we're doing, you yep. know, how much, how much would you say your business has increased, uh, because of your content? Uh, if you were to put a number, I don't, I don't, and I'll be a hundred percent honest. I don't think our content is, was what's been getting us booked I, I, until recently, actually. So I've been seeing more on our contact form, Instagram, oh, but okay. normally the way that cruise collective has been getting booked is uh, just all the connections we've made, right. especially with uh, coordinators and right. photographers. That's good because that means that they love the product yeah. or the service that you're providing that they're like, yo, there's this cruise collective agency or, mm-hmm. you know, 
a company that does really good. The DJ is really good and he works with his wife and she yeah, does it. Right. So they're great. And then it's word of mouth. Yeah. I think that's even better than social. I mean, that's how we used to do it back in yeah. the day. Everything was word of mouth. I but. think right. for us, it's all been word of mouth since the that's beginning great. because, um, I even run into like coordinators I haven't worked in years. They're like, oh my gosh, we're so excited to work with you today. This and this and that. I'm like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm ready to go. It's like ready to party. Uh, but that's, I think that's the biggest thing is that, again, from the very beginning, it's always been about making people dance. So like, that's my like big object- objective of like getting yeah. people to just dance the whole time. And mm-hmm. uh, I think coordinators, photographers, I've had a few videographers refer me as well. But anytime I've worked with them, you know, I've always gotten kind things from like, from them they're like oh my gosh like thank you for setting the party yeah uh and they'll tell me horror stories about other djs of like <laughs> i'm just mm-hmm. like oh like it's it's yeah. crazy what makes a bad coordinator because um, uh, like, i know you want to answer that yeah this, this was like, like more for like you two guys because because <laughs> y'all do weddings i've done like maybe two weddings and whatever right but fix my mouth and uh, get my thoughts but, together but, but go like, ahead <laughs> what makes a bad coordinator and then what makes a good one um, I feel like a good coordinator, um, from a DJ aspect, because mm, I, I know, I mean, I know you guys do a lot in the way someone who's willing but. to just communicate with you, uh, someone who's willing to communicate with you not without getting annoyed, uh, uh because there's so many things that are going on in our heads. Like not only just the DJ, I right. know the coordinator like as well, but if you could just take that second to like, all right, so what we're going to do next is, and I'm like, okay, right. perfect. Like, that's all I, you know, or somebody that could just answer the questions again, like without being annoyed. Um, and someone who is really on top of it. Right. And when I say on top of it, it's like a real coordinator. I'm sure you get those like, oh, my aunt's uncle's cousin is going to be coordinated. Never coordinated before, but she knows how to tell people how to get in line. It's like, that's not the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. you, and, and, truth be told i've told couples because while my contact form it says do you have a coordinator yes or no and they have to say yes or no Um, and that's sometimes a deal breaker for me because i just try not to do diy weddings anymore that's interesting that is that is the most stressful thing in the world because you because the dj and the coordinator i mean the uh, dj and the photographer become the coordinator we have to try to get everybody riled up so that's so that's another duty um that i wanted to add also is you're you're your own content creator you're your own photographer at times your videographer your own producer and now you have to play the role of a coordinator sometimes what makes a a good a strong coordinator for me is just like he was saying communication communication uh this wedding that i just did the coordinator was flawless like they reached out to me a whole month before gave me the whole itinerary gave me the whole layout and everything i'm like this is the most organized wedding that yeah. i've had which was great yeah now i've also done weddings where like the thea of such and such has yeah. been coordinated that's fine preferably to have a professional do it but yeah. if if the couple cannot afford it because coordinators right, right. are expensive yeah. also if they can't afford it as long as the thea knows like i'm gonna have some questions for you you gotta yeah. you gotta we gotta work together right what makes a coordinator just what makes a bad coordinator for me is lack of communication Mm -hmm. but then also tries to tries to implement like their own personal either beliefs ideas into their wedding really so the wedding that i just had recently i had such a hard time working with the venue coordinator not the wedding coordinator 
the venue coordinator. So there's a difference. My mind is literally so like, like the venue oh. manager or yes. Yeah. So the, the wedding coordinator slash wedding planner, that's the person that's the, the right hand man to the couple. Yeah. yeah. When we're talking about a venue coordinator, that is a person that works for the venue. That's just pretty much making sure that nothing's breaking oh, that okay. like, okay, the DJ is going to park. That's where the DJ parks. Mm-hmm. This is where the catering company goes. So I had such a hard time with this venue coordinator because myself, the couple and the wedding planner, mm-hmm. we had our whole shit bundled up. It yeah. was like, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to set up. I have a wireless, um, both speaker that I use for my ceremony. So that was going to be put in a, uh, uh. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. I thought you were pointing at the thing. I was like, yeah, these are cool, man. <laughs> no. And, and, and the plan was, Hey, use your wireless speaker for ceremony and cocktail. Cool. Yeah. This venue coordinator was adamant that I use the house sound for everything oh, I hate that. because the place was the, the venue wasn't even a, a traditional venue. It was at a house. Right. The venue so, is this? Uh, Justine's secret house. Okay. So they yeah, had yeah, speakers yeah. like where they were supposed to at least. Yes. I've been there. But before. the sound was horrible. Was horrible. Uh, horrible. And I'm not just saying that from a DJ perspective. Justine's Secret House. Hold on, let me see. Uh um I think Allison had this I think when she worked there, she had the same thing to say about the venue person that you're talking about. My she, I'm this close to writing a, You should an honestly email. you probably should because I think Allison had to say something too at one point. It was bad. It was so bad. The it sounded like this. Oh, yeah. wow. And imagine with amplified bass. So this lady was so adamant that I used this this house sound. It was so bad. Adamant that I used the house sound, but it wasn't just like, hey, I need I want you to use this like yeah. that. It was the fact that she kept questioning my professionalism. Oh. She questioned my years of experience in weddings. She even asked me, Well, why can't you use the house sound for the ceremony for this, for that? Are you playing records? Like what kind of setup do you do you have an old setup? Like now it was at a point where it was wow. demeaning. What's some fighting words? Yeah. I was like, what? Pretty much is what she was saying. <laughs> and so I I had to collect myself because it was so much I wanted to say. I yeah. had to collect myself because the the wedding planner was looking at me. The couple was running around getting ready. Yeah. The family's already there. So how do I, as a DJ and a human, just kind of control myself, yeah. right? So needless to say, we ended up using the freaking house sound. It sounded horrible. Damn. It sounded horrible to the point where even the dad of the groom told the wedding planner, mm-hmm. Can you tell them to fix these speakers? Because we had a fun time. The music was great. The place is beautiful. But these speakers sound horrible. So even for someone, for a dad, um, a grown older man that I'm pretty sure knows nothing about audio. Yeah. For him to speak up and say that. Yeah, for sure. The Even the wedding planner had told the venue coordinator, like, hey, uh, you okay? Like, your tone's a little crazy. She's like, this is who I am. And she needs to to get it together. Wow. So... That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it took a lot in me. Shout out to my therapist. It oh, took can, a lot in me to really tell. keep my control. So that's why that's what strongly for me makes a very bad. Kicking shoulders keep getting wider and wider. Man, as listen, talking, right? I am like, like, what is that? Uh, what is that <laughs> Japanese anime thing? Like, oh my god, oh my god, the Goku or whatever. Like Super this Saiyan. Yes, that's exactly what I'm feeling right now. I just grew like two inches, y'all. Like, I'm, I'm pissed. But that to me is like what makes a really shitty coordinator, whether wow. you're planning a wedding or you're the venue coordinator, is to 
dictate things that are outside of what the couple wants. Yeah. I had no problem bringing in my equipment. There no ramp. Everything was on the second floor. I had no problem doing that. Yeah. But so long as I know that, you know what? The audio quality is fine. Right. But if everything yeah. sounded like this. Like, it was bad. So I actually, I I think I've done, I've done two weddings. The first mm-hmm. one, they asked me to just go plug and play that there was a sound system there and everything. It was out there like in, uh, I was in Dripping Spring. I, I can't remember where it was, but it used to be Willie Nelson's house oh, or shit. something. Mm. Yeah. And it's like a wedding venue now. And it was actually really, really nice. That's dope. Uh, the sound was great. The setup was great. The venue looked amazing. Uh, and this is like pretty much my only experience with weddings. The wedding coordinator, she came up to me. And mind you, this was a wedding that they asked me to do three days before. Mm. So I had no idea. They were just like, yeah, they like country and Tejano. I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. Like, I got that, right? And uh, But I had contacted the groom and I'm like, yo, uh, I need like a walkout song. I need like the first dance song, like all these songs. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll text them to you. He never texted shit to me. That's, that's that Nothing. shit. Nothing. Yeah. So the wedding coordinator, when I get there, she's like, oh, you're the DJ. I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, your setup's over there. Super nice booth. They had uh, uh, DMX lights. Everything was set up with like an iPad. It was oh, nice. really, really good. And I had never done anything like that before, but I was impressed. And then she's like, did he give you all these songs and everything? I was like, no. She's like, damn it. She's like, this guy is the worst. I've been asking him (laughs) for all these things for months in advance. And he's given me nothing. And here we are. So then we, like last minute, they gave me a list of songs. And luckily they had Wi-Fi there. So I could get the songs like immediately, Mm -hmm. right? But there was like no stop it at this point, fade it out at that point, nothing. So you're on your own. I and I don't know what the fuck to do in a wedding. <laughs> yeah. Do I play the whole fucking song? Do I play two minutes, three minutes? Who the fuck's next? Am I announcing? Do you have someone? It was just I was literally winging the whole fucking wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, long story short, it ended up being okay. Everything turned out to be nice. You know, they were happy with it and everything. But fuck, the stress on my side, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, man, I give a lot of respect to wedding DJs because there's a lot of moving parts that have to be put together, not even by one person, by many other people. Yeah. And then come and put a show on. Yeah. So I, I remember shout out I, to you guys and all the wedding DJs, man. And I remember I had to, I would print out the itinerary. Mm-hmm. But I would print out like five copies because I would print one for myself, for the photographer, videographer, whoever the bridesmaid was. I'd give it to them and then the coordinator. Just so that way it's like CYA. But even still sometimes, oh, we changed this thing at the last minute. Like, okay, that's fine. I'm like, if, if we're removing someone off of like introducing them from the bridal party or whatever, that's fine. Things yeah. change. Or if we're changing the time that you're cutting the cake, that's not a big deal. But yo, if we're changing a song, mm-hmm. you're adding a song that you didn't tell me about. Yeah. Like, uh, how do you know that I have that song on here? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? What advice would you give uh, to a DJ who wants to go into the wedding business? Let's just say he's a, he's a club DJ. Mm-hmm. He knows the money's great. What would you tell him? Like, this is something that you need to know, like right off the bat before you dive in it. What would you say? Um, I think super important things. Is, I mean, even when you say with music, um, I always try to have like a contact form. 
So from the very from the very get go, to give you like all the info you all need. the information, uh, because the last thing I need to do is guess. Yeah, your wedding, guess anything from you know, um, a contact form. Um, work on something because not everybody uses the same formula. I know there's different websites, different ways of getting the music from them. Like for instance, myself, I have a work a word doc which is called the workbook music. Um, so this is where I get all their information from the very beginning of the day to the very last dance of the night. So, okay. and we try to be super just like on the couple, like some couple, some couples, I mean, for me, for instance, my couples really want to turn up. Yeah. They, you know, I was showing you videos earlier yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, they book me because they don't want the typical, like classical wedding, classic right. wedding of traditional, like, traditional. Yeah. So like, it's like. They want they, they want the, they some of the formalities, out. but mm-hmm. when it comes to dance party, they want to like turn up. Yeah, like, they yeah. want to go ham. Um, but um, and you have like all those questions, like like I don't know, like what kind of music are we gonna? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So from the very beginning, it shows like what are your formalities from walking out, bride exit uh, into there's a uh, formalities for like cake cutting and all that stuff. And I always tell them like if you're not gonna do it, just put not doing. Which question for you is. Have you noticed that a lot of the traditional formalities are going out the window? Yes, that is one big thing that I have seen in the past few years is yeah. that the ceremonies are shorter. Yeah, the ceremonies go <laughs> used nice. to be an hour, then they're thirty minutes, and lately they've been like fifteen max, twenty minutes. Yeah, in people just want to be like boom, boom, nice. boom. Well, especially in Texas, it's so hot you can't like you can't have them out there that long. Yeah, I I did a wedding about four years ago and it was at a soccer field <laughs> and the reception was at this like pavilion so it was open air but it was roofed off but where the ceremony was was in the soccer field in the soccer, like, at four o'clock in the afternoon sun. in august oh. and so everybody's like face was melting it was so bad but everybody um, got a tan that day yeah yeah i've noticed that that the formality stuff is getting smaller yeah. or it's going away like, like no more bouquet tosses yeah garter really none of that yeah Nobody they don't want to really, do that i rarely get those now like they're like we don't want to do that they don't really do the uh special dance like anniversary or dollar dance. dance yeah like i don't see really? that as much mm-hmm. so would you see those more like with the hispanic weddings though all of them i feel yeah. like both like any 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 wedding in general i've uh um haven't been seen really wow. yeah there's and, only one that i've had in the past five years where it was everything by yeah. the book traditional like all the way to el, el lasso which is yeah. like that rosary yeah. like that whole thing was like a whole hour long that yeah. i was not a part of thank god but uh, um well that yeah. one's like more like in the church though i think yeah yeah the, the lasso right yeah but like even some people the, still do it like in oh the, yeah oh wow so even in the reception they did the um uh, what is it? La Vibra. La Vibra de la Mar. Yeah, I was they, say that. That one. they had. Um, but have have people been requesting that? Because the, the sometimes the reason, the only reason we end up doing it is because the parents are like, we have to do yes. it, and it's like uh, see, the couple's like, we don't want to do it, and they're like, no, that's it's a lesson tradition. for y'all kids. If you're getting married, do what you want to do. Don't yeah, do it for the parents. One hundred percent. Man, definitely. do it for you. Don't do it for the parents. That's why I had a surprise wedding. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's why I eloped. I want to come back. <laughs> did, did You didn't get to tell us about your wedding. I don't think we did. I no, think no. We, we skipped over We're, we're going to come back to that we're one. We're going to come right back to this one. Y'all make sure you stay tuned right here on YouTube, and we'll be right back.